This is the Copper Crab Podcast. I am Cheney Crab. I am Naveen Copperweiss. Coming at you. If you have yet to join us on Tuesdays on Twitch, then just know that we are streaming live every single Tuesday at 6.30 p.m. Central Standard Time. There are literally people listening to this live on Twitch right this moment. Um, You can also, from there, join our Discord if you're into that kind of thing. If you're like me and you don't know a thing about Discord, then don't sign up for it, man. That's right. We're bringing back the Golden Lobster Hotline. Uh, we decided that not enough people are calling in live because A, they don't want to f- fool around with Discord. B, maybe they don't want to be on the show live. Yeah, maybe you don't want to be on live. So yeah, leave us a voicemail. That was fun when we did that. It was a great feature of the show. We're trying to bring it back. The number is 615-420-7342. Once again, 615-420-7342. I love that. And you can also text that number. Um, yeah, we're bringing that back, too. Yeah, we're bringing that back, too. We've got a couple of questions from there. Uh, but you guys, you can leave us messages about literally anything. It doesn't have to be about music. Obviously, that's our specialty. But hey, if you, you know, want to talk about relationship advice or something about that your sister said to you and you're mad about it or you yeah. hate your job or whatever, you want to confess something. There you go. Feeling lost. If you're feeling lost and you want us to find you, call into the go. Copper Crab Golden Lobster Hotline. Yeah. So, yeah. Find um, me. Find me. Change, um, find me. Find me. <laughs> uh, we're probably going to be taking a sabbatical from the live streaming while we are on tour. We leave for tour. I think our plane departs from Nashville on March 1st. So, we're going to do the next four, three, four weeks live. We might... We got some news before the podcast, so I think we might actually have to cancel the podcast that week before we leave. Um, but we are going to do our best to like post to, we're, we're to try, try to do a podcast, and do a podcast yeah, while we're, we're in Europe because I think it'd be fun. It'd be awesome be to get a talk about you know our mindset touring while we're in Europe. It's yeah. a it's a totally different. I mean, it's not totally different. We're still playing shows and you know doing the band thing, but it's a different thing than touring the states and it would be cool to check in and maybe get some of our friends from other bands uh on the show when we're there uh that's right that's right yeah that's right that's right that's freaking right (laughs) so we are going to europe next month with archspire and psychroptic and benighted and if you haven't checked out the dates we will drop them in the description anywhere that this is going to be posted Mm. um yeah, we're really excited about that. I think there was a time when both of us thought that we never were going to get to go back to Europe. Yeah, I know. 2020, 2021, I'm like, how's that ever going to be possible again? Me to too. To go to Europe. I mean, I just, I think that you accepted it before I did. You were like, we're just never going to go back. Yeah. It's I was crazy. Like, going to Europe's not going to be a thing. Yeah. Definitely not. It seemed totally out of the cards, but now that it's back in the cards, it's so Ooh. exciting to get to go back because the last time we were there was 2018. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. So five freaking years. Well, I'm looking forward to it. I really am looking forward to it. I am too. Um, Yeah, I want to talk a little bit more about that. But before we get into that, make sure that you check out our new song, our new single, I Am The Void. We have a video out for it. It was shot by My Good Eye Visuals. We're really proud of it. Uh, That's on the Metal Blade channel. And of course, our new album comes out March 3rd. 
So pre-order that shit. Pre-orders are going pretty quick. There's a lot of good vinyl options. Yeah, there's Um, Naveen and I handpicked all of that stuff ourselves. We got to pick the colors of the the records. And so there are four. Um, They're really cool. Go and check those out. You can pre-order it on Apple Music or whatever, you know streaming service yeah, see, i think is there a link to the pre-orders for the vinyl on the entheostore.com no i can't do that yeah i know it's, it's big crap. cartel yeah. it's total crap it sucks. It sucks but i on at www.entheostore.com there is album art merch so our album art was done by eleron cantor if you're not familiar he's incredible he's done stuff for testament for thy artist murder halloween despised icon etc etc every band you can think of pretty much yeah um revocation right uh psychroptic i don't think he did a revocation no he hasn't done revocation oh havoc i'm thinking of havoc havoc arch spire um a ton of stuff a ton of like really classic metal records you know that people recognize hell yeah so uh if you want merch with his art on it you can go to our store and this is kind of breaking news um I'm switching up one of the designs a little bit. So if you bought it the way that it looks in the store, don't be mad. We're just adding the track list to the back of the t-shirt because I woke up one day and I had like anxiety over the fact that we did not have a track listing on the back of our album art shirt. It fr- I totally freaked out. I was like, I got to change it. Yep. There you go. That's exactly what I was talking about, Cheney. That professional mindset. Oh, you were you talking about have. this before the, yeah, before the podcast we were talking about She couldn't about even how, sleep because the design wasn't right. That happens to me quite often with things that are going on just like behind the scenes or, you know, yeah. because there are a lot of like moving parts when you're in a band, especially when you have an album that is about to come out and you're about to head out on like months of touring. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, I woke up with like a, I was sweating, like I need to add the track list. So I did that. Um, yeah, but you guys, if you haven't joined our discord, you can always ask questions in there to us. But I think, I mean, come on, leave a voicemail. It's like the thing to do. Yeah, I know. We're trying to bring back the voicemails. But you can also still text us um, or still email us. I mean, at coppercrabpodcast at gmail.com. Anyway, so there it is. Those are all the different ways to get a hold of uh, there are the a lot. Crab podcast. There are a lot. Uh, you could just, you know, knock on our door if you want to. Well, you could send us stuff. We do have a uh, we have a PO post box. box. Yes, we do. But anywho. Yeah. So, Chaney, what else is in the so news? So that's the spiel. Uh, What's going on around here? There's not much. I guess I was going to talk about my... Uh, oh, Harrison's not here. I don't know if we yeah, announced Harrison's that. not here. Someone passed away and he had he's attending a funeral. So we're sending yeah. our love out yeah. to Bald Daughter. Yeah. Hope he's okay. Hope everything's okay. Yeah. Hope everything's okay. And uh, so for the camera work this episode, you can blame Naveen if he's right. on my, himself. I got my old job back. I like it. Rehired. Yeah. That doesn't happen often. That you get fired and rehired. The greatest part about it is that I get Harrison's pay for today. Which is... Zero dollars, you guess. Zero buck-a-roonies. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I also want to shout out to Harrison's sister. Um, the And you guys should follow her on Instagram, the Herbal Gal. Herbal. <laughs> the, 
the herbal gal, <laughs> the herbal gal. She sent me a gift bag of a bunch of stuff that I'm going to take a picture of and put on my um, Instagram. But her, Bull. Uh, what's the stuff called? Um, her tincture is my new smell. Yeah, okay. There you go. It's the new smell of Cheney. <clears throat> so if you order Rachel's products, you will smell exactly like me. You guys should do a collaboration uh, scent. I was thinking an Entheo scent. Or a Cheney crab scent. Ooh. Yeah, I think that's Look better. Look at that. Yeah. I like hey, that. Cheney. See, there we are. Just Love always it. marketing. Yeah. Just marketing. How can we market that? Well, we're actually not really like that. <laughs> no, we're I totally think. not. like. That. You know, we're not constantly. This isn't kiss. The thing is, I'm making fun of you about being a business person or whatever, but you're not. What I admire about you is that you're very business savvy, I guess, but. It's just to promote your passion. You're not doing it to try to make money. You don't sit yeah. around and try to rack your brain on like how I'm going to make more money. You know, it's all yeah. about the the art. Yeah. It. Well, the position that I've fallen into, it all is because of being in a band. And it all also comes from like that DIY mentality. And we've talked about this a lot that both you and I kind of have this because there is a sense of when you come from like a local scene, a part of being in a local band is kind of is a hustle. Yeah. And I really feel like it comes from hardcore in a lot of ways, like hardcore, they, they're passing out flyers, they're hustling. They're always thinking like forward thinking about things. Um, but yeah, I feel like all of the business side of me that I apply to being in a band super it really comes from like being that kid who would like burn CDs and write out track listings on the CDs and pass my band's CDs out or go and get flyers made or it's just that you know it's different now because the internet has made the the state of like promotion different yeah and what's cool is that you're not you know kicking your mind set up your uh I mean, your mindset is not kick your feet up. It's keep promoting, keep going. Well, Even yeah. if you start to have some success. Yeah, I think that a lot of people should do that because sometimes I think it can be seen like if you sign to a label or you get a booking agent or you achieve this, this, and this within music that you you can kick your feet up, that the job is done and other people are going to take over for you. But really it just gives you a bigger platform to work harder. Yeah. You know, nothing is going to be handed to you. You don't just get signed to a label and you're immediately in a huge band or, you know, you don't have to have a day job or any of that stuff. Yep. That's not the reality of being in a band. You have to like continuously work and be thinking about the next thing. And a lot of people just kind of like, once they sign to a label, they're like, yep, they got it. It's all good now. And the way that we look at it is more, we've expanded the team, so to speak. But that doesn't mean that we let up on our end. We're still doing as much as we used to do. Totally. Well, yeah. Chaney is at least. <laughs> well, you do a lot too. You're just, <laughs> we we fulfill different aspects yeah. of the band thing. Like anything that I don't do, that's exactly where you pick up and that's exactly what you do it's a good fit yeah it's a totally good fit and today i was thinking about because i was just talking to like our pr team um because i've like i said last week i've been doing a ton of interviews because we're getting closer to the album coming out and i was like 
you know, I don't feel like a lot of those people get thanked enough. I don't know that a lot. I don't know that the outside world really recognizes how many people are behind a release. Yeah. Like even aside from the label. I mean, mm. at the label, we've got people who work at the label and then we work really closely with a product manager. But we also have a PR team who ours is Adam Splitter. They don't work. They're not like a part of Metal Blade, but they like bust their asses to help get artists out there and help releases go along, like come out smoothly. Um, there are just a ton of people behind the scenes. Maybe, we could, maybe we could talk a little bit about what those people do. Well, so, I mean, the, uh, as far as I understand, what PR people do is they're, they're making press releases. They're sending press releases out, getting interviews. If you're in a magazine or anything like that, it has to do with your press or your PR team. Yeah, and then also what's cool about Metal Blade, and this has been a big difference from the other releases that we've done so far, is that that's all happening in Europe as well. Yeah. So we're getting... A lot of interviews are coming in. Cheney's doing interviews all the time at her computer. And uh, so is that a different PR company, the European one? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, the European, that's with that's within Metal Blade. Oh, is it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I think that Amy's company, Amy, like, has a bunch of different people that she works with in the U.S. And then, Got it. yeah. But, yeah, I mean... That's how bands' names get out there. Yeah. Any European magazine that we're in, it's not like we reached out to the magazine. Yeah. I don't know who. And these are a lot of things that, I mean, if you're a, an independent band, you can you can hire PR. Right. And that's honestly what I would advise people <clears throat> to do if they are an independent band is that you, you go and hire all of these people. But a part of the great thing about being on a label is that they... They know how to do it. They've done it a million times before. They know all the people to hand you off to. And, and there are things that can go, I th- that can maybe be forgotten about if you don't have someone yeah. uh, putting that work in for you. They got the machine. Yeah, they've got the machine. The machine. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but yeah, like getting on like that liquid metal thing and all, all that stuff. Like we don't know how to do that. Yeah. I mean, labels have connections. They've made the connections. That's really, so they kind of, they can connect the dots for artists. And I mean, I, as we continue to roll out this release with Metal Blade, I'm just so grateful for the people who work there, for them and for our management and just the people who are around us and help us do what we're doing because we definitely could not do this alone. No, not, not on this scale. And, uh, I think we're both starting to notice the difference absolutely being with metal blade and uh the rollout of this release for sure yeah so we're excited and things are already going excited in a a good upward trend i guess you could say an upward trend (laughs) i like that it's definitely a good time yeah Um, it is but like we said if you guys haven't pre-ordered the album please go and do that it would help us greatly it makes us look good to the to the label and i'm excited about the next video that's coming up Oh yeah, we have another another, video another single about. coming out and yeah. it's for the video that we shot in Knoxville last That's month. Right. Uh, it's still January, right? 
It's January right now. Well, it's January 31st. Okay, so tomorrow is going to be February. Oh, so we're it's taping this podcast. We shot it right before Christmas. And honestly, it was probably the the best show that our band has ever played. I think so. It's probably one of the, it was probably the best show I've ever played. That show was insane. Yeah. And, <laughs> and you'll get to see it because it's, it's on film. It's on film. Harrison's in there. Harrison I is saw in there. some people yeah. I know in there. Yeah. Um, we've been getting cuts back or, you know, getting cuts from Marshall and we're excited to, to put that out because, you know, we like doing the music video thing and it's fun to do playthroughs, but a huge component of our band is the live aspect. Yeah. We love playing live. And I think that, you know, oftentimes we sound heavier in a live environment. It's the nature of metal. And I'm excited for people to see it. I know. It'll be cool to have a live video. Like we've never had that really. Yeah, we never we don't have like a super pro shot uh, live video, yeah. and honestly, it's inspiring me to do more. I think we should. It's really fun. Yeah. And not that hard. Like we did, we recorded the audio on our own. It wasn't that big of a deal. Yeah, and we we just played the songs two times and seemed to go swimmingly. So swimmingly. Swimmingly. That's a word you don't hear very often. So the name of the track that we did. Um, that video for is darkest day and that'll come out sometime in february i can't remember when okay tbh okay. can't still remember. trying to finish that up naveen mixed it yeah, though i did but yeah we're over here making you know content that's what we're doing content creator <laughs> actually you know what i've been totally slipping i haven't posted anything on my personal instagram in like two weeks or something like that i was thinking that about you that you yeah. haven't really been posting anything well you know why it's because my, uh, like this is a bad excuse, but Mike Lowe. No, I knew you were going to use that. He as used an excuse. the studio. He's been there for two for a day. No, no, he used the studio. Okay, so the week before last week, he used it all week. Oh right. And then it was like there was one week in between him doing another session. So I'm like, ah, my laziness kicked in, and I'm like, do I really want to set up all the mics and everything? Oh. And then tear right. everything down to make like one thirty second video. Right. It's like whatever. I'll I didn't even think about the microphone. <clears throat> yeah, it's like a lot to set up. I mean, being a drummer sucks. All, well, don't get me wrong. Being a drummer rules. Setting up all of the things that you have to and owning all of those yeah. things when you're a drummer, that kind of sucks. I've been thinking about that a lot lately. And that's honestly why I go through those phases where I like try to have a minimal drum set. I don't like, like why do I, I need all this stuff? This yeah, is but I'm like stupid. Just because uh, last week you set up your kit. Um, who Who's... You mimicked the guy from uh, Benighted. Yeah, because, okay, so we're going on tour with Benighted, and we're going to share a drum kit. Mm -hmm. So I was like, you know what, man? Maybe I'll just make it way easy for the whole tour, and I'll just set my kit up exactly identical to how he has his. Yeah. Because they're playing right after us. Right. So I I did it. I just looked at a picture. He posted, like, a shot of his kit on Instagram, so I was like, let me just try to totally copy it. And I, I think I did a pretty spot on job and yeah it is pretty fun to play i mean i thought it was awesome to play he has what was it three toms four toms yeah so he's got like three rack toms and then, and a, then floor a floor tom. tom and then like a ton of cymbals and i was so just I was like, like screw it i'm gonna do i was it. actually kind of pissed when i was playing and i was like okay naveen what have you been doing this entire time it's total That's lazy so annoying i know it's whack you're selling yourself short all because yeah. you're being lazy this is true see this is why i'm the business mind i'm not less lazy I'm, I'm minimal lazy yeah, minimal. I'm minimal. <laughs> I still, I like the kit like that, but 
I'm already like kind of sick of it after having it set up for like a week. Why are you sick of it? Uh, I do. I just think it's way cooler to have less stuff. I don't agree with you. I think that for me, my ideal drum setup would be two rack toms and one floor tom. But I like the amount of symbols. I don't really know why you need that little hat, though. Why? What's the little hat for? I don't know. I was just doing it because I think that's he has one there. What's it for? I guess that. I, I guess. Know. I guess here's what it would be for if you're playing uh, an opened hat on your main all the time. Yeah, you can. And have then you have <coughs> the closed, closed hat. One. Yeah. But uh, it's Other definitely pretty I cool. I think much. I've figured out a way to keep it. My personal favorite is in between it's like just the right amount of effects and stuff and toms but it's i mean it's been doing you well i can't complain i don't feel like anything i don't feel like we're missing like a range of sounds or anything like that i think we're doing that's why i need to learn how to get more sounds out of less can you do that you can like put your palm on the drum before oh, you true. hit it or something like that. You know what's funny is that <laughs> I ask you all these questions. I just honestly forget that you're good at drums until I see you play. And then I'm like, oh yeah, Naveen can you play see me like drums. laying on the couch and you're like, what is, who is this lazy Today guy? I saw you, uh, whatever you were doing, I think you were like working on tabs, but you looked like the South Park computer guy. Well, like I said, drooling so we've got your feet some guys renting up. out the studio. Shout out Mike Lowe and Spencer and yeah. Oubliette. F- yeah. From Spencer the, Moore. From Inferi. Or but in- it's Mike's band. It's Mike and Emma's band. His yeah. wife. Yeah. She's the vocalist. Yeah. Um, They're called Oubliette and they're really fucking sick. But yeah, they're recording here. It's honestly, I'm way into uh, renting out the studio. It's really cool. Yeah. It's, a, it's like a good vibe. It's a great vibe. And uh, so they're... <laughs> <laughs> That just alarmed me. Happy just, just freaked Pappy. out. Yeah. So yeah, they've been here. I think they're gonna wrap up tomorrow. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow, they tracked really quickly. That's rad. I know. Sick. Knocked it out. They did an entire album, I think. Are yeah. we spilling the deets of oh, their shit. record? Be I don't talking know. about this? No, I think I think everyone knows this. <clears throat> here, let me take my <laughs> my screen grab. All right, there it is. There she goes. <laughs> Any one of those will work. There she goes, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, Anywhere. so we've been doing that, and uh, I've not been doing anything except for. Oh well, I forgot about my albums. I want to get into my albums. <clears throat> so right, Chinese albums. Yeah, last week I believe that I brought up that. You know, I have a goal for this year and it's to listen to a ton of music that I may have missed out on. I think some people misunderstood because I've been getting recommendations of like metal albums that came out last year or the year before. And I love you guys so much, but I just rest assured if a metal album came out, if it's a metal album that a bunch of people know about (laughs) and it came out in the last two years, I for sure have heard of it. So... We can keep, you don't need to send me those recommendations. Well, I'm sometimes looking, you might have missed one. You know, who knows? That's true. That's true. But I'm I'm really looking for like classic albums that I may have missed. Like, yeah, like 10 years old plus. Like, or from 1993. So for instance, today, but I'm also, I guess I'm also trying to discover new stuff. So, th- so 
You know what? Keep sending me the fucking metal record. Just send it. It doesn't hurt. I'll just reply back and say thanks, man. I've already heard this. Just don't say that. Just say thanks for the recommendation. And then they can feel good about recommending it. No, but then I'm like, it gives them a goal to give me something I haven't heard about. Try again, dude. And no, just like, say dude, your recommendation so sucks. Should I send them okay, back here's my what you review? Say. <clears throat> they, if they send it to you, mm-hmm. just be like, I love this album. True. But what if I don't? What if I heard yeah, the album okay. and I did not really like it very much? Then send them the middle finger emoji. <laughs> not keep sending me the Rex. I mean, what am I saying? Remember that Screw meme it. from a long time ago that was like the guy with glasses and it was like a pass or like you don't get in? Something like that. Yeah, something about a door. Yeah. Or, or pick two and I'll let you, or tell me something and I'll tell you if <laughs> yeah. I'm letting you in yeah. the door. You can do one of those. Well, so I just went on my little spiel, but one of the records that I heard over the weekend that I want to talk about is one that is by, I believe, uh, maybe Isaac would consider himself a golden lobster. I don't know, but he, uh, you know, Isaac. We all know Isaac Stolzer Gary. I think that's how you pronounce his last name. Um, his band, The World Is Quiet Here, put out an album called Zon. It's the prog, the super prog album that I was listening that was like progressive metal that had like the the vocalist almost sounded like Dracula at some points. Um, we'll play a little snip of it in yeah, the post show. We'll play it in the post show. It is really, really good. And I think that for anyone who's a fan of like Devin Townsend or BT Bam uh, stuff that's weird and prog, but still in the metal realm. You're really, really going to like that record. I'm going to listen to it again because I thought it was so good. Uh, And I drew a really sick picture while I was listening to it. So, wow. There you go. So that's one that I think people should listen. I think that's my, it's called Zon. Zon. Mm -hmm. That's my album recommendation of the week. I think. And I liked it so much that I had to hit up Isaac and ask him who his vocalist was. And he said that it's this guy, he, I, he sent me his solo album. It's a guy who hasn't really played metal before. So I thought that was pretty interesting. His screaming voice is really good. So what does he do if he doesn't play metal? He, it's more like theatrical, like rock stuff, I think, oh, okay. that he does. Like dun, 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 I don't know. Dun, dun. I haven't jammed his solo record yet. Okay. But yeah, I thought that was really good, and I think that you know people who listen to this show would would definitely be into. Yeah, it. I think so, so too. It's definitely Golden Lobster music it's all the way. GLM, Golden <laughs> Lo- Golden Lobster material. GLA, Golden Lobster approved. <laughs> CCA, Cheney Crab approved. There you go. But yeah, so check that one out. Yeah, I've been listening to a ton of albums. Um, some I've listened to that I just don't really like very much, to be honest okay, let's with talk you. about it. I don't want to talk about yeah, them yeah, yeah, because yeah. Don't like I don't want to spread negativity in the world. That's not our thing. We're not like a review channel where we like dig into people and stuff. Yeah, I'd rather just share things that I like with people. Yeah. But I honestly, in compiling these, I'm like, should I start a of a blog about it but then i'm like well i don't want to put my negative reviews on there yeah so maybe it would just be a blog about music i like (laughs) the worst part is that everybody just wants to hear the negative reviews i know they really do and one is a metal album that came out this year just give the review but don't say (laughs) i'll give my review of the metal record you want me to no it doesn't matter Uh, it doesn't doesn't matter matter. i don't want to spread negativity the problem is that we're in a band Mm mm-hmm like these YouTubers and stuff, 
They can say whatever they want. They don't ever have to like go on There's tour no with other metal bands. Even though, so it's like, but even if I didn't <clears throat> go on tour with bands, I'd just still rather talk true. about stuff yeah. that I like. Because yeah, I don't need to go on there and be like, oh, this album sucks. Yeah. Tell you why. Like, or I'd like find something about their album that I do like because I'd rather, I know how hard it is. I know how hard it is and how much work goes into making an album. So to like totally, first of all, I didn't 100% hate yeah, yeah. any of the albums I'm talking about. I didn't think they were like utter pieces of crap, but just to, you know, say anything that's like not, sick about something that people worked on i don't think that feels really good to do because i know you know i wouldn't right. want you know actually now that i'm thinking about it i don't think i've ever said anything negative about anything online ever that's good except for you know what you have said something negative about ultimate ears no uh venues that take money from us for merch <clears throat> that's true i wonder that's if true. we should talk about that because i don't think that people a lot of people don't know that that happens. People yeah. were like perplexed. <clears throat> um, yeah, I guess we could talk about that. Uh, maybe not. Well, let's keep going with the list. We'll, well I don't want to talk about any other albums. Oh, that's the only one you want to That was the only about. one I wanted okay. to talk about. Are you just going to do, do like one a week? Or? Yeah, one a week. Okay. Album of the week. That was my album <laughs> this week for sure. Well, yeah, what Cheney was referring to is uh, I made a post. Okay, the Catalyst in Santa Cruz announced that they won't take merch cuts from Which is ironically anymore. the Catalyst for your post as well. True. The venue, uh, the Catalyst. Is so they won't about. take a, what's known as a merch cut. So what venues do is they require you to give them a percentage of your merch sales, I guess. Yeah. Pretty much. It's a popular practice these days. It's highly uh, greedy and low and straight up stingy, in my opinion. Well, it'll be anywhere from 10 to 20%. And usually yeah. it's just of hard goods and what or of soft goods. And what's, what that means is that they're not taking a percentage of your CDs. Yeah. Or, you know, they're really just taking a cut of your T-shirts, which... Right. A lot of you may uh, recognize that that's how we make money. Yeah. Being they're also band. taking it off the top. They're not taking into account like the cost of the shirt and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. So most of the time they just, it's like an honor system, I guess. But sometimes they will actually count all your merch in. And then it's a really shitty thing to do. And I wish that they would just figure something else out because it just, sucks all the way around well i was thinking when you and it's not fun nobody and like the people don't the people who work there don't like to ask for the money and the bands don't like to give it to other people and it's just another way to seriously kick bands when they what of what they need the most you know yeah i was thinking about it when you were talking about this the other day um how strange of a relationship it forces there to be between whoever is selling the merch and the whoever is collecting the merch money. Yeah, it's just because whack, dude. if you're selling merch, you never want to be honest with the person who's like. There was a really nice lady who was co collecting money on Tech Trek, and I really thought she was really nice, and we were having a great conversation. All you know, she was just really nice until she had to collect money from my band, yeah. and that's when it becomes really uncomfortable because it's like. 
like Naveen said, they aren't taking. This isn't all money that we are making. And they, and they, and they don't like the, the thing that I really hate about it is they <clears throat> the venue doesn't help you to sell shirts. No. You know, like when the bar, let's say the bar has like a really good, <clears throat> they come up with a really good drink or a really good sandwich or something. And a lot of people buy it. I didn't have anything to do with that. They made a good sandwich and sold a bunch of them. And in the same way, it's up to the band to sell the shirts. Like we have to play good, have good designs, all this work that goes into ensuring that people want to buy stuff from us. Right. It doesn't have anything to do with the venue. They're le- they're, our arrangement is that we're playing there and we're getting people in the door. Yeah. And they're taking a portion of the ticket sales and they can sell drinks. And a lot of times they sell their own shirts at the venue. Yeah. We don't get a merch cut from their f- sales. And I think that a lot of, you know, people will say there are some solutions that I've seen people say. And one is bands need to refuse to play at all venues that do this. And while I agree with this, I I think that, you know, for us, we're primarily a support band at this point in our yeah. career. And in order for us to stand by that rule, it would have to be something that the headlining band did. And if you as a support band take that stance, then it might prevent you from getting certain opportunities. So it's a very like touch, touchy <clears throat> situation because there's no real solution if huge bands aren't stepping up and doing something about it because as long as those bands do it and as long as those bands are requiring their tour package to do it it's a practice that's not really going to go away i mean i think like if i'm at the point like let's say if you're at the point where your band gets paid like 2500 bucks a night Mm -hmm. and they want to do a merch cut it's like okay how much would you have to pay me to to not do that yeah like pay me two thousand instead pay me Seventeen fifty. Well, I think it's like I don't want to pay you. Just pay me less than I guess. I think that if this also is, the model, is that, a thing. I if think you need to have to take money off of our merch in order for us to play, then it's something's not right here. Well, I think that is a part of the deal. Is that if they take a percentage of your merch, they can get give higher guarantees. Yeah, but it's like when it comes to like the big bands and you know a band that's selling out house of blues every night or whatever yeah i don't know doesn't really make sense to me but i don't I mean, think it another makes sense thing, to anyone hey we're living in the era of cancel culture you know what i'm saying cancel that stuff <laughs> i mean they people if enough people online were like you're such a stingy venue i'm never going there again and like comment on their facebook and stuff that's true then they would just be like hey we're 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 we at you know you know, Joe Schmo venue believe that bands are entitled to all, you know, they would st- just do whatever because they pressured to do it. I mean, I think it's a great marketing tactic. If you want to look yeah. at, at your venue from that side. Totally. Catalyst, everyone is talking about the Catalyst. We're talking about it right now. A ton of people have no idea what the Catalyst is. It's a venue in Santa Cruz that doesn't get tours all the time, you know? Yeah. So for them to do that, I think. They took an enormous amount from us when we played there, by the way. Yeah. Sorry, this is a fact. <laughs> it's a total fact. They took an enormous amount from our. Yeah, they bonus. sent a big security guard to shake down our merch our merch guy, guy. <laughs> and it was horrible. So I'm so. glad that they've changed their their rules yeah. at this point. But 
but I mean, and I, is, this, I this hope that fact. more people like, follow suit. Yeah, and it's really discouraging to be in a band when there's that's not the only time you get hit with a with unnecessary fees. No. It's like every which way you turn around, someone's trying to take your money. Mm-hmm. And the thing that's so I don't really care about money that much. What I care about is people being greedy. And musicians are taken advantage of because they are passionate about wanting to be in a band. And they want to be on stage so bad that they'll let people get away with almost anything. Oh, they will. I mean, people... So it's like, it's just so fucked up, in my opinion. It is. And it's sad that... that it is sad that people get taken advantage of. And it happens all the time. It's not even, sometimes it's from other musicians. Sometimes it's, you know, so-and-so went to fill in live and was guaranteed this amount of money and got paid nothing. Yeah. Uh, it happens all the time. And it's the really, it's the sad, like, messed up nature of the, of industries. That's why bands aren't, that's why bands don't last. Because you have to, A, get along. Which right? is hard. And then maintain the inspiration to want to keep making music that's good that people want to listen to. And then on top of that, you have to, like, it's injustice after injustice of the stuff that happens to you and people taking advantage of you. I mean, it just, it's never ending. It's around every turn and it's like, oh, you don't want to do it? Well, then we'll just get another band who does. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's really horrible. It really sucks. Yeah. It's it, not good. it really is. Bumps but with that being said, <laughs> with that being said, I don't want it to all be negative because being in a band is a great gift and being able to play music and do it is a great gift. Yeah. But there are, of course, ways that it could be made better for bands out here. Yeah, I agree. And I think that making people aware, as people have become more and more aware of the uh, the merch cut thing, I think that's why venues like the catalyst yeah. are going to start stepping forward and refuse to take merch cuts anymore. And I think it's going in a good direction. I do to too. Be I think things are getting better, especially for metal bands from like when I was in animosity. Are you kidding me? Yeah. I mean, nobody even went to shows. So it was like nobody was there and you're getting a merch cut and the sound guy sucked and was mad, old and mad. Well, also like promoters would disappear with money yeah. and stuff. You so, know, they'd, I mean, they'd work the door until 10 minutes before the last band got off and then they'd run yeah. and hide. So, so ever it, it is getting better. So I don't want there to better. be that. Um, I don't want to act like it's not because it's, no. it's getting better all the time. Yeah, it is. And you can always find ways to make everything work. But at the end of the, of the day, like, I'm not trying to charge $30 for a shirt so the venue can have some of the money. Yeah. It doesn't make any Mm -hmm. sense. Right. Yeah, that's the name of the game, right? Finding a way to make everything work. And there are ways that it can be done. Yeah. Making it work. Making it work. Name of the episode name right there. Making it work. Making it work. All right. Well, Chaney, let's take a couple questions. Okay. uh, I want to ask this. Now that we're thoroughly bummed out about (laughs) it. No, I, with all of that being said, I love touring and I love playing music and, you know, yes, we have had to give some merch cuts over the years, but it's good to see it going away. Oh, good fucking riddance. One town at a time. Good riddance. Yeah. And at the end of the day, we, like we just said, we, we find ways to make it work, but not everyone can do that. 
That's true. You know, not everyone can do that. Um. All right. What's up, Golden Lobbies? Gabriel here with a question. How do you choose the songs on your set list to perform? And has it ever worked when a fan shouts out a song request from the crowd and you play it? Um, I don't know if that's ever worked just randomly because we don't play. Our sets are all prearranged. Yeah. So we're not just like, all right, what do you guys, what do you boys want to do next? You know, kind of a thing, which would be sick if we could all right, do that. hit it. Actually, we should figure out how to do that. But anyway, uh, our sets are programmed out because we have all sorts of technology involved. Uh, Lots of so tech. It's it is not tech. really the type of thing. Well, we could figure out how to do it, though, if we wanted. Have like a pool of songs, and then each song has like a, a marker in the set, and you just jump to it. Yeah. For us, it would just be a little more complicated but than I think, just being like, hey, hit it, Yeah, I, I think for us, and especially when you go on tour and stuff, you the set becomes like a flow, like an album. Yeah. And you want to just see it that way. Play it that way. Yeah, I would personally, like if we were doing a... I would like to maybe, um, you know, switch back and forth between sets if we were headlining or something. But uh, realistically, yeah, it is it is a little harder for us to just throw a song in there. I mean, some bands can do it, I'm sure. We're just... The way that we set up our uh, stuff is a little different. And the way that tech. It's too tech. Too tech for you. <laughs> uh, the way that we choose a set list usually goes something like this. Everyone for a month is like, hey, guys, we should choose a set We're for this right next now, tour. Um, anyone have any ideas? What do you guys want to play? And then eventually Brian sends us like eight different variations of a set. And we're like, "Ooh, this set list looks good. Let's go with that one. That's what we're doing right now. <laughs> That's literally what's happening right now. In the but, past, people have cared a lot more than me, so I kind of just let other people figure it out. That their names rhyme with I'm not going to name Rainy. names. Chaney <laughs> and Travis were the key I think, set I think builders. me and Travis got in a few like fights over it. Yeah. We Travis just, really like, cared. He really had a, his pick. I don't know why. I don't really... Picture. <laughs> I'm kind of just down. I like all of our songs, so I'm down to play whatever. Um, until the set, until I get the set, I'm like, no, we should re rearrange it a little bit. Yeah, but now it's like we're playing a lot of new songs. We're playing some songs that haven't come out. I'm excited. I mean, well, they will be out by the time we play them, right? True that. Because our first, um, our album comes out the day of our first show. That's so crazy. I know. I can't wait. It's in Germany of all places. It is in Germany. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, everyone usually, there are some songs that it's like, it's obvious we should play that song. Like we're obviously going to play the yeah. singles, um, off of time. will take us all. And you know, then we usually sprinkle in an old one. Another thing that crowd uh, favorite people don't talk about is you kind of cater to the tour that you're going to be on. Like if we're going to be on tech track, super brutal. It's like, well, we're gonna we're not trying to get like totally, you know, shown up all the time. So we're gonna play the our fastest songs and yeah. heaviest songs. Mm -hmm. And then we're gonna double them in speed so that we go faster than Arch Spire. Yeah. Four hundred and one BPM. Exactly. So we're making a shirt that says four hundred and one BPM. You know how it's on how on a We should make a joke shirt that says four oh one BPM. We totally and, should do that. And put it out and tag Arch Spire. Oh, I would love to do that. I'll tag every single one of them. <laughs> 
We should also like, no, we'll talk about it. But you know how on a we'll talk about Wheel it. of Fortune, how, or wait, no, it's not Wheel of Fortune. It's, um, what's the name of the freaking game that you were on? You were on this show. Price is Right. Price is Right. So on that show, uh, someone will always outbid by like a penny another yeah, person. Yeah, or a dollar. So we're going to do that to Arch Spire. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so that's a factor too. The type of set that you're on, you kind of want to, I don't know. I think all the bands I've been in have done that in a way. Like, oh, we're we're playing with a more progressive thing than let's play our more progressive songs. Yeah, totally. But don't know if that really matters. But we might play I Am The Void in Europe. I don't know. Rock them. We might rock Europe. Yeah, maybe we should rock Maybe em. we'll rock them, dude. I don't know. Maybe we should just work it up and then maybe well, we I should. I think we maybe should do we it sh- for, for this other thing that we have to do. I think we might should play I'm yeah. the Void. Well, I mean, maybe we should have, maybe we should be able to play it or not. Like, see how it's going. It looks like, like Gabriel just. Get- all bored, then we're gonna I don't know if we should out. bust out a song that's kind of slow. Yeah. Something to think about. Hard to tell over there, though. True. Because performances are a little, I think maybe we talked about this on the podcast, but there are some places in Europe where it's a little more like it's theater. Not that that's a bad thing. It's just a different kind of performance. Yeah. It's a talent show. Yeah. Uh, It looks like Gabriel just gave us an idea. We might work up I Am The Void. So shout it out. True Mm. that. Maybe we'll play it. Shout it out. Shout it. uh, Shout it. Shout it out loud. We're going to jump over to the Discord. Discord or that cord? <clears throat> um, Amber is asking, since our new album is intended to be listened to all the way through start to end, do we ever intend on performing it all the way through like we did with Dark Future? The answer to that is yes, yes. A thousand million trillion times yeah. yes. We're definitely doing that. We're definitely doing that. Uh, that was, after we wrote it, we're like, we got to play that live. That'd be yeah. insane. Literally the minute we stopped, we ended writing. We were like, we're playing that in full, right? Has to happen. So basically another thing that goes into choosing the set list that we didn't even mention is that when you're offered a tour, you're given an amount of time that you can play. So we're basically just waiting for that 45 minute set so that we can play the album in full that's that's right that's right i think it'd be cooler to do on a headliner though me too save it for something special wow Vane, you look really sleepy i'm not i'm just feeling you're, it you're feeling I'm it soulful. You're like, yeah yeah i think that um maybe perhaps on a headliner we'll do that we have to that'll that do be that'll do epic dude only if all of you guys promise to come to the show yeah. If we do a headliner. Oh, I know. They'll be there. Kidding me? Yeah, true. The Golden Lobsters. Okay. Um, this Some, is kind someone of Someone commented uh, on that playthrough that I did on YouTube and said, the crab and her colony have spoken. There you go. I was like, I kind of like that. The crab colony. The colony. <laughs> <laughs> uh, All right. The crab colony. Uh, <laughs> oh, my God. So this is kind of a question I think we should answer. Uh-oh. Is there any... Oh, sorry. Uh, Lycan Lord from Discord. Is there any steps someone could take to ensure that Entheos plays my city? 
i.e. email booking agents, promoters, or venues, question mark. Oh. So I think it's worth talking about that um, we typically don't have much of a say in where we play. Yeah. <laughs> like, and by don't, by don't have much of a say, we mean we have literally about 0% say in yeah. where we play. Um, the time that we will have maybe kind of some say, what well, we really will... <sighs> How do I put this? Like... We we will have say in whether or not it's like a big city or a small city type tour, you know, whether or not it's going to go to like Nashville or Chattanooga. Right. But it's hard. There's so many things that go into booking shows that you, that you know, people might not uh, account for. Like, is there another show that uh, in the same area that night um is there a radius clause that this band is under so they can't play in my area um can my promoter afford to bring the band here can my promoter afford to bring the tour package yeah. that these bands are on here um yeah, yeah it's use it's usually sorry to cut you off Cheney, but we haven't done a headlining tour as of now right so Usually the headlining band is the one picking the cities. But even still, it's like they yeah, just have, there's still. just a general idea yeah, of the yeah. cities that they want to go to. It's not like the the headlining band is sitting down with their booking agent like, all right, next we're going to Chicago. And then the next night I want it to be Minneapolis 100%. It has to be. Right. Generally, the booking agent throws out like a list of like four different cities that the band could potentially go to or three different cities and they hit up every promoter to see where it's feasible to go. With that being said, yes, I guess you could hit up your promoter. I don't know if that's annoying. <laughs> I don't know. You yeah. know, I mean, I wish that there was a way that I could tell you that you could ensure that we were coming to your city. The really the thing that you can do is like support the band and, and, stream us on Spotify yeah. and listen to our records so that we get that, yeah. the touring opportunities to come to your town. Well, not, not only that we're when, if we're doing a headliner, we're going to probably, I would assume look into where we're doing the best in terms of where the plays are coming from mm -hmm. or let's say all the time, tons of people are commenting, come to so-and-so. Yeah. Maybe eventually we're going to say, well, we should probably go there. Yeah, true. Yeah, so maybe so. Co maybe comment on our stuff. I know, I know that people make fun of that, but I actually do don't make fun of that. Yeah, I, I don't think make fun of it, but. no, right? People do make fun of it, but to me, it is um, indicative of where your audience is. Yeah. So, hey. So maybe you live in a town that we didn't even know that we have an audience in. It looks like this guy's definitely from Canada. Yeah, I know. I'm familiar with Lycan Lord. So. All right. So there you go. We're not exactly sure, but support. Yeah. And then the bands will take notice. Yeah. And comment on our comments and stuff. Gumbo Daddy over on Discord is wondering, tacos or burritos? He's a burrito man himself, and he loves hot sauce. Yeah, burritos. Burritos, yeah. obviously. But I like a, a quesarito. If I'm going like a dream burrito, then it's <laughs> got to be a quesarito. Melted cheese. On but there. there are times when I'd like stop eating cheese. I'm really weird. I go back and forth between being like vegetarian and vegan and stuff. So right. yeah, it just depends on when you when you catch me. Okay. Uh, 
dead. Obviously, I'm going burritos for sure. I'm from yeah. California. We they have the elite the burritos, Very as good. Brian James will tell us. Actually, you know what? Now that I'm thinking of it, a California burrito sounds really good right now. Dude, I know, right? Sounds just babe. What amazing. are we? What are we eating after this? <gasps> soup. Are you serious? I'm making soup. I can't believe you made that. When you when I walked in, I was like driving home from the gym, and I was like thinking of all these great foods I could eat, like. <clears throat> Stew never. It's all good. I can mind. just have the stew tomorrow for lunch or something. Oh, like that. there we yeah. go. I like that. Hey, I I love that about you that you're such a good ambitious cook. It's not that ambitious. I just threw a bunch of veggies in a pot. Some it's actually going to be really good. By the way. <laughs> uh, so yeah, burritos. Ambition. Love them. I'm actually really hungry now that I'm thinking of it. We're all. That's how we end every goddamn podcast. I know, is that we're hungry. I actually made a point to not do that and ate like a snack before the podcast, but it's not. Oh, good job, Navi. Holding me over. That's great. <laughs> really happy for you. All right, uh, Dead from over on Discord is wondering for Naveen, what inspired you to incorporate rack toms in your setup again, sensing some tasty fills as per usual, and I guess we kind of covered that talking about the drum kits earlier. Yeah, a little bit. Uh, so this time around it was benighted that inspired me, but I've, the two rack toms, it's just better for playing death metal. Let's be real here. Damn. You know, that's why people rock two rack toms. Two rack tom elitist over here. Better for death metal. So there it is. That's why I did it. Better for DM. And we were trying to be a little more DM here and there on the new album. Mm -hmm. Uh, Chaney, have you always practiced, this is the second part of his question. Yes. Chaney, have you always practiced clean singing? It's phenomenal. Really curious as to what inspires you melodically. Oh, wow. Expand where on where that. to begin? Um, to Expand answer your that. first question, I was a singer before I was a screamer. So I have been singing and I've always practiced singing my entire life. Uh, Naveen can tell you I sing around the house all the time, constantly. Yeah, sure where am I melodically inspired from? Um, honestly, like sad music. Uh, that's where I get, and what I mean by that, you know, it's not sad. I guess it's moody and vibey type music, but I listen to a lot of stuff like, uh, God, I wrote down a list of a bunch of uh, vocalists who inspire me, but I guess that the closest, the thing that a lot of you would um, recognize is Chelsea Wolf, yeah. Marissa Nadler, Emma Ruth Rundle, Phoebe Bridgers, um, but also I like am way into midwest emo like citizen and a basement is not from the midwest but i guess they would fall under that category um like balance and composure and now now and there are so many bands that like i listen to so much stuff that it's hard to like say this is exactly where my sense of melody comes from i'm a huge anthony green fan um i just listen to a lot of like you know, or uh, there's a lot of like 90s type, like Mazzy Star is one that you guys probably recognize. Um, Drab Majesty, a lot of 80s, like Depeche Mode, I listen to a ton of, and I'm very inspired by De Depeche Mode, uh, Typo, a lot of different places. There are a ton of different places um, that my melodic, I'm, I'm really inspired by like everything that I listen to. And as you guys might, no, as I talk about, you know, my reviews for these albums and stuff, I'm really obsessed with music. So 
just everything I listen to impacts me. Buffalo Springfield and Joni Mitchell and all of air, all kinds of shit. Kilo quiche. But I generally, what I have in this like musical journey that I'm going through with listening to all of these records, what I am noticing about myself is that there has to be, there's usually a sense of melancholy to the music that I enjoy. And there's definitely like a prog vibe to the stuff that I get really into. Um, but, uh, you know, a lot of post-rock bands. I'm really into Loic, the the vocalist of The Ocean. Mm. A ton of stuff. Greg Puchato, huge influence. Um, but yeah. It a comes, lot of influences. Yeah, dude, it comes from all over the place. Like, it's hard for me to pinpoint one place specifically because I'm I'm really inspired by a ton of different vocalists. Yeah, no, he, I think he wanted to hear multiple influences. Yeah. All right. Uh, good answer, Jenny. Thank you. It's uh, well-rounded. Thanks. I mean, aren't we all just like a product of all of the things that we've listened to over the years? I think so, man. Because people will ask me about, you know, like I said, I'm doing all of these interviews and I get asked, well, what vocalist originally inspired you? And it's, there are just so many. I can't. The the vocalists that inspired me to scream in the first place, I was like listening to a ton of them at the same time. Right. So while some might stick out, there's no one specific person. Beautiful. Thanks, Ben. Beautiful. Thank you. Uh, Double Plates 76, coming from Discord. Any places that we plan to see on our tour or not too much time to sightsee? In Europe? Yeah. In Europe, we should have some time to sightsee, um, assuming that we both stay not really drinking very much because yeah. that's what that's the time suck. Yep. You sleep the whole day. You sleep the whole day away. I remember many times on the last European th- tour that we did where Hugo from Beyond Creation was waking us up at like four o'clock in the afternoon like, you guys, we have to load in. Yeah. It's but time anyway, to we're, not, we're not planning on doing that. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see though. I might have a fun <clears throat> night or two. But anyway... I would like to sight see some stuff. Yeah, yeah. Well, we would definitely want to um, go for some walks mm-hmm. when we get to the venues in the city. Uh, I'd like to check out some vegetarian food restaurants. Me too. Cheney, obviously, would love like to that. do that. Um, some Hare Krishna temples. I would maybe. Like, Yeah, I really, I actually. Um, so I've been attending the Hare Krishna temple here, and it's been awesome. And I've been looking. Uh, I was thinking, wow, what would that be like to go in another country? And so I looked it up. And there's, um, there's like twelve opportunities for us to do that. Wow. Yeah, that's it's insane. a lot. Yeah, it's crazy. And I was just kind of checking them out, and one of them uh, has a restaurant. So one of them that we should go to has a restaurant, and it's like two kilometers away from the venue. Oh my god, that's amazing. Yeah, it's yeah. in uh, Dublin, actually. Really, yeah. in Dublin? <laughs> oh wow. Okay, we should totally do that. Yeah. Um. I also want to, you know, Prague is such a beautiful, like, totally goth city. And I want, we got to walk around last time and see a bunch of cool stuff, cool architecture. And I would like to do that again. Well, that's Um, the thing for us going to Europe, us Americans, it's much older there. So just going to see the old architecture and the cobblestone streets and stuff. Yeah. Where they have those, you know, they don't have them everywhere, but in some towns they do. And it's just, it's really cool for us. Totally. I mean, I feel like it's a vibe that in America it sort of exists, but it's mostly it's on the East Coast. Yeah. Like 
Yeah. Just the way cities are set up. Um, like, you know, a lot of buildings that are close together and streets that are small and like Boston's kind of like that. Boston's kind of yeah. like it. New York is kind of like that. Um, it's not quite as like over exaggerated as New York. Right. But, uh, yeah, I'm looking just, forward to it. Though, I'm totally looking forward to it. It's wait. just so fun to be in a different country. You know, I mean, it's fun to be in other States. Yeah. So, and it's been so long since we've been there. So I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah. Dang. See that? Yeah, Pappy is just <laughs> doesn't give you an, an F. All right. Um, so we found, we dug up an old voicemail. I could play it. Oh, yeah, let's play it. One more voicemail. We'll do the voicemail, and then I think we'll go to the post show for a little bit. Beautiful. Hello there, Chaney. Hello there, Naveen. I hope everything Didn't is going this, by the way. well. Um, this is Shelton. I met you guys oh, over Shelton. in Minneapolis. Yeah, Minneapolis. Area. It's nice to hear from both of you. I wanted to go ahead and tell you that I heard uh, Absolute Zero and in Purgatory. It sounds pretty kick-ass. I look forward to whatever the name of the album actually is. So this and, is old, by the way. I said I really do appreciate uh, you being uh, very raw with your emotions on that record, on those two albums. Uh, I mean, not albums, excuse me, those two songs. And uh, it's been really helpful. I, um, just like yourselves, I've been kind of going through my own thing. And uh, I've learned that I really need to kind of focus on certain things in my life that I wasn't focusing on before, such as my mental health. Uh, that's been kind of at one point or another. But um, I'm working on it. You know, dealing with, you know, ADHD and, you know, BPD as well. Like, I'm still going through my stuff. and learning how to be a better human. And um, I really appreciate, you know, the rawness I've heard on the uh, uh, the Copper Cat podcast, especially from Naveen talking about his feelings with uh, with you, Miss Cheney, losing, uh, kind of losing you for an hour, and um, you're that whole going through that depression stage and things like that nature with your injury that really kind of connected to me because I thought to myself at one point or another, will I get done with graduate school? Will I be a therapist like I want to? And that like everything was, uh, would I be in the same position? But I've, um, I've learned that, you know, I have to take things one step at a time and I have to learn how to, you know, uh, take those lessons and forgive myself for the things that I've done to hurt uh, that I've hurt others and, Hopefully, you know, better myself in return. I hope everything's going out well with you, too. I hope I can come down for the show uh, that you guys are having in Knoxville. It seems mm-hmm. pretty kick-ass. Um, hope everything is well. Uh, love and greetings from the Minneapolis Twin Cities area. Also, I have a question for uh, Nadine. Oh, okay. There we go. So um, I wanted, I'm getting back into working out. And I remember you stated earlier in the podcast that sometimes you deal with like some anger and depression. Um, how were you able to kind of use that as a tool to get you motivated and going? Sometimes when I get frustrated, I hit a wall, I get really frustrated and I'm just like, oh man, is this ever going to be the end of it? But um, then I get depressed and then I go into the spiral again. So I wanted to ask you, how do you keep that fire within you going? Because at times I feel like it got cut off. Oh, it got cut off. Oh no! 
All right. Well, thanks uh, for well, calling think, yeah. in, Sheldon. That was <clears throat> nice a heartfelt message. There. Yeah, that's uh, amazing that you've been um, connecting to the songs and with the podcast. And that's, you know, that's why we like to do the podcast, because it's cool to be able to share, you know, our our like weekly emotions and our feelings behind everything we do. And it's been awesome to form that connection with you guys and, you know, hear how you're doing as well. So first of all, I hope that everything, I hope you're doing well. It's been probably a month since you left that message, but um, sending our love. I hope yeah. we get to see you in Minneapolis again soon. I mean, I would say, The first thing for me that really helps is to recognize that you aren't your emotions. They're just something that passes by. Just like the weather changes all the time, it's the same thing with your emotions. And there's going to be anger, there's going to be frustration. And the better that you get at just recognizing, okay, anger is happening. It just let it run let it let it run its course. It usually does for me. Or feeling, uh, I don't really get very depressed, but I do get kind of angry and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Frustrated. Um, but I think for me, more than anything, uh, I mean, music is a huge outlet for all the different types of emotions. And I always try to express that in the music. And for me as well, uh, like being into some sort of spiritual practice is, is also helpful because spiritual means that you're not focused on the material aspect of life, but just the the life force, life part of life. So it's a different level of reality that you can focus on and it helps you to understand that, like I said before, that you're not the emotions, you're not these things that you're going through. Mm-hmm. Also, with uh, with asking about working out and stuff, I think that if you can motivate yourself to work out, it's that is the thing about working out is that like the people who you see at the gym who are the most ripped and who are just killing it at the gym all the time, it's only because they've gotten over they're just as hesitant every day to like expend yeah. that energy at the gym as you are. That no one wants to go and work out really hard for a half an hour before you do it. Or, or for any an hour. sort of routine that it, that's performed every single day. Exactly. I mean, it could even be with meditation. Totally. Most people don't want to meditate every single day. Which is an exercise. Yeah. You know, but it's a different kind of exercise. If you make the commitment to do it, you can gain more control over yourself. Right. I think the important thing to do with working out and what I do is to you have to hold yourself accountable and if you get in there and work out that is a that is um anger management yeah. working out can be depression management can be anger management i am sure that naveen can relate to this i feel so much better when i'm working out every day it's like it's not just it is about you know your body and getting in in physical shape but it's about health overall and that includes the health of your mind it's not just your body and working out i think as you get further into life working out can help you maintain that mental balance 
I'm not saying that I'm perfectly mentally balanced because I work out, but it does help a lot. And if I ever feel bummed out and I go and work out, it's gone. Like my whatever, I, I can make decisions while I'm at the gym, you know, and I can make them rationally because I've kind of put myself through something rigorous and then it clears your mind and you can think about all of the other things that are going on. Yeah, and it doesn't necessarily have to be uh, going to a gym. Like today, uh, I actually just went and like cut down, just worked on cutting apart this fallen tree, mm-hmm. which was strenuous activity. But so instead of working out, I was like, hey, I'm just going to go outside and like do something tough. Yeah. And it was kind of similar for me. And I started kind of putting that together for myself that you can just work on a project around the property or something like that. And it's something physical that gets you away from sitting and focusing on all of your problems. Totally. And you know, something that has been helping a lot, Naveen and I have both been doing this and we kind of got it from my mom. She makes a list every day of the things that she wants to get done. And just by making that list, even if it's the simplest thing, you know, send an email to so-and-so, make a phone call. I know. If you, the minute you can cross those things out, you feel so accomplished oh, for the day. Crossing it's such it a mood enhancement. Yeah. Um, things like that. Yeah. You don't have to go to the gym. Even if we're talking, working out, just go buy a kettlebell. They're yes. really cheap. I do kettlebell work when I can't, when I don't have time to go to the gym, I like do kettlebell workouts at home. Yeah. It's, you can find a million different things <laughs> I, to do on YouTube. I honestly just do uh, yoga workouts on YouTube. Yeah. Like I'll do a Pilates or a months. yoga workout yeah. on YouTube. And it's 10 minutes, 15 minutes sometimes. Sometimes it's really short. Sometimes yeah. it's a little longer, but mm-hmm. just any sort of practice that you're committed to is going to be good for gaining more control over your emotions. And, and, your, necess- and your life. Yeah. Because you're going to say, I don't want to do this, but I'm going to do it anyway because I said I was. Right. Yeah. You You really do have to hold yourself to things. It's easy to let ourselves get away with a ton of stuff. Right. And I'm not, I struggle with it. Oh, me too. God, all the time. I'm the queen of procrastinating when I want to be. Oh, 100%. But if I want to get something done, then I work really, really fucking hard to get it done. But, you know, I wish that I was more, that I was harder on myself about things a lot of the time. I'm really not, I'm not that disciplined. I could be a lot better about it. Yeah. So, I mean, it's all just, we're all like works in progress, honestly. <clears throat> yep. 100%. But so anyway. send, send in our love. Hope everything's good with you, Hope man. Hope that helped. And uh, thanks to everybody for tuning in, as always, every week. Yeah, thank you so we'll much. We'll be here next week. We'll be, Shout uh, out to all y'all. We love you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. Seriously means the world to us. And we will be in the post show playing some music, hanging out for a little while. And we'll see you guys next week. Peace. Peace.